You're alive. I am. Are you? Yeah, what the bloody hell happened? When? What do you mean? Oh, come on. Like, <laughs> so, okay. Listeners and the one viewer that we have on YouTube out there. Danny's 45? No, half an hour late to oh, our recording. Uh, and I'm never really late, so uh, okay, I'll, I'll take I'm always on time, always. Um, all you need to do is just see some DIY stuff that's been done in the house, and you'll know why. Okay, I'll, I'll have a look next time. What was it? I mean, like an air vent or something? Yeah, pretty much. I guess nice. you've seen some social media stuff been posted by other people in the household. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 looked, it, it looked like you'd put a massive air vent in, in your bathroom and then just a corner had been taken off. Like yeah, I mean, it, it. it was not great. I mean, that's something <laughs> I can add to my CV now. So. Well, handy, man. Yeah, good DIY, man. That's a very good segue, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a good bridge to what we're going to be talking about today. Exactly, yeah, because it's... Uh, you know, we, we, we've kind of brainstormed this last week and we're like, okay, we want to talk about jobs that we wish we'd stuck at or so it's along those lines or something that the way I think about it is like where you've got unfinished business almost. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to kick us off then? Do yeah. You, yeah. Do you wanna... I'll happily kick off. So like, yeah. I think the one that sticks in my mind is like when, after I graduated uni, I was like looking for jobs in strength and conditioning. I wanted to be a strength and conditioning coach. And I got an internship for a professional, in inverted commas, professional. It, uh, it was really semi-professional at, at best, really. Um, a football team. And I was going to be working with their under-18s. And then they got a new academy manager in about a month after I joined. And he sacked me, basically. And, you know, a part of me thinks like, what if? Like, because it was a great experience to be there, even if it was just for that short period of time. Um, it would have been a great experience just to be a part of that and just to to see where I could have taken it and to think where I could have ended up. Because this was only a year ago. So I could have taken a completely different path and who knows where I'd be. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at right now. But, like, that was a big, uh, you know, junction in the road almost that, that was really frustrating for me yeah it could have been working for gareth southgate now <laughs> i'll be there with my waistcoat <laughs> putting girls out of the england hotel room come on girls, <laughs> how you go. no you're not meant to be here uh yeah not not that we've got a virus going around or anything yeah yeah no nothing important to worry about <laughs> That's quite a good um, a good little job though, working mm. at um, a football club, and I guess you got to see some of the background stuff yeah. that happens in the in the gyms at a, exactly well, as you say elite football club. Mm. Well, yeah, I wouldn't really call it elite. I was like, well, they get paid to do it though, so the the better than probably quite a lot of people. They do, but then when you see how much they actually get paid. You're like, oh my god! You're being, you know, some of these people get taken advantage of like quite badly, because you know you want to work in professional sports and whatever. And that's not to say that it's all shitty working in professional sport, but 
there's loads of people going for so few jobs that they can just constantly lower and lower the pay packet and there will still be people that will accept it. So, you know, that's, that's kind of why I'm kind of glad that I'm not in it, but I would want to still have seen where I could have taken that. Although that being said, there's nothing to stop me getting back into it later necessarily. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely interesting to see like how it worked in that like behind the scenes because it's not as professional as, as you think it is. Like when you saw the facilities and everything, and this goes back to what I was saying like a week or two ago where, you know, 90% of the money in football is in the top 10%. And then you've got 10% that's left split between the other 90%. And you really see that in, in terms of the facilities that they had, which is why I keep saying that they're selling pro because they just weren't. It, it wasn't what I was expecting. It was a mm. dingy, spit and sawdust gym and university um, pitches and things like that, which you'd think they'd be able to own their own, but they didn't have the money for it. So they would lease it out to local unions to use. I think quite a lot of elite football clubs don't even own their own pitches. I mean, don't get me wrong, training grounds they do, mm. but with stadiums, I know majority of the football clubs don't actually own their own stadiums. So I think that statement is to somewhat correct, but not fully. Um, yeah, I guess. It, it's just running a football pitch when you're using it, I don't know, three hours a week at most. <laughs> why should a football club own that? Exactly, yeah. That's why they do all of these corporate events. At, at these at these football clubs and why they have you know i've i've been lucky enough to work in wembley in like the hospitality area for a bit and i you know they, they do it as a means to make revenue otherwise they're screwed financially but mm. yeah i i don't know anything about the financials of teams owning their pitches or whatever i can imagine it's very very few teams that do actually own their pitches or if they do they they probably they probably owe a lot of money on the renovations for the stadium to modernize it. But, you know, the one that springs to mind is Tottenham and White Hart Lane. Um, mm. Because they've obviously just had it done up like really, really well to like NFL standards. So that's good. It's a good pitch and stadium, but yeah. yeah the, some clubs are looking now for different revenues, aren't they? So, with like you've stated with Tottenham, um, where it's not only going to be a football pitch, but they're also using it for NFL and they're mm. using it for all these different things where I think they're talking about having a, um, a third use of it with having like um, go-kart track underneath the actual pitch. Yeah, so it's they're literally <laughs> trying to maximise every single use out of it from what they I, can. I think they also spoke about doing boxing there as well like they do at Wembley yeah. and also gigs yeah. as well like concerts so yeah I, I don't begrudge them at all for trying to maximize it because you would if you've just made if you've made this massive investment into making this really modern stadium you would obviously try and maximize your return on that investment and they will long term you know they will make it back but that's not the reality for most clubs and coming back to what I was saying about the team I worked for I don't think they even owned the training pitches. I'm pretty sure they just rented it. I, I know that they owned this, that they may not even own the stadium, but that they played at. But 
they definitely didn't own the grounds that they used. They were owned by a, a local university. So that this is this is kind of what we're talking about. They're scraping together pennies in order to be able to pay their staff. So, you know, it, it was a unique experience for three weeks. I'm working with some some young guys who will be professional footballers one day. So you've said um that the pyramid goes up and of course mm. it thins out and there's more people trying to go up that pyramid. Yeah. You've said you wish you stuck at it for longer. Mm. But do you think you'd have gotten anywhere in say this year that you I think it would have been out of it? I think it would have been a good year of experience, like experience, which is probably why I wish I stuck at it. Like I don't like long term as a career, I don't think it would have been the most rewarding financially. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not. I think if you look at the earners, the top earners and strength and conditioning coaches there, uh, there's very they're few and far between. I think the the average I think is like thirty twenty five grand to thirty grand. And that's even including like professional teams, which is decent. But it's not quite what you would expect for that level. Um, so long, long term, like really long term, probably not. But I, I would want, you know, I hate not finishing things. And I would have wanted to finish the year. And I want, would have wanted to, have, you know, try to build relationships with the players and see what I could have done, like working with that team, because I had some ideas that I wanted to do. Um, you know, I went. You know, I had some things that I wanted to carry out with the team, but that just didn't happen. So, you know, I'm happy with what I'm doing now, um, even though it involves slightly longer hours. But it means I actually get paid, and I get to do things that I probably wouldn't have been able to do beforehand. Mm. So, I, I would, I would have wanted to do it just to say that I'd have finished the year, and to say that I have worked in pro football for a year, and then. I don't know what I would have done. I would maybe gone back to the uni or done something different. I really couldn't tell you, which is why, you know, I'm saying this about one year of my life ago. Imagine what, imagine what we're going to be like in five, 10 years time when we're just, when we're looking back on times like this, where we're yeah. like, I wish we'd, we'd done this or that or whatever. Yeah. It's an interesting thought experiment. Yeah. It's well, you're always going to look back at things and wonder what mm. could have been. It's human nature, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, like the different paths you could have taken. Like, so what's yeah. so what's your thing? So, funnily enough, mine's not too far away from yours. I also worked at a football club, which I was longer. I was there for longer than I think a month. <laughs> I was there. Absolutely for, difficult. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. Um, I mean, I was a, a, an elite football club. Um, not quote unquote an actual elite football club yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, where i spent a year um basically in the academy coaching um and trying to um basically scout players into the academy coming in from like the ages of 12 to 14 and primarily looking at people people kids at the age of like 10 to well 8 to 10 so in that role i worked six days a week easy and those were like 14 hour days um, and it, it just when it came to the end of it I, mean, I didn't know it was coming to the end of it but there was a few jobs going and I got looked upon over and 
my manager just didn't really appreciate me. Um, so I thought I'd call it a day. I was very frustrated with it. Um, I didn't want to call it. I wanted to stick at it. But family advice kind of went and said, you need to have something that you can fall back on because this is good. But what's going to happen if um, senior management's going to change? And that football club, you know, elite football clubs, it, it does. And things do change. Like you said, you weren't even an elite football club. You were, like you say, more semi-pro. But someone else came in and, you were pretty much gone and you, you were what an intern. Yeah. So um, it, it's the nature of the job and, you know, it's not, it's not criticism of it. It's just how it is. There's different pressures of it. And um, it just makes you think to me, I'm not saying I wish I was still there because I think my life would have been completely different if, if I was still there. Um, but it just makes you think, like we said, it's the human nature where, I wonder what I would have been doing. I wonder where I would have been. It's just all these like questions that come up. And I personally have many thoughts, you know, throughout the day to myself and think, well, what if I would have done that differently and where would I've been now? And um, without blowing smoke up my own bum too much, but I was one of the youngest UA for B um, coaches in the country when I was at that football club. And mm. That football club clearly saw something in me to um, put me through that qualification, but it just wasn't enough. I don't know if it was the culture within that football club. I don't know if it was the culture within the football industry that kind of suppressed anyone for a job that it was more of who you know than what you know. Because I feel like as a, for most industries, though. I, I, I just felt like, you know, I was there for a year and someone was there for three months and because they were um, in relation to my manager's mate or something like that, they got the job. They didn't have any more experience than me. I don't think that they had any more knowledge than me. Um, but that's my own personal opinion. At the end of the day, that football club's where it is on merit and they clearly know what they're doing. So I could be completely talking bollocks now and <laughs> thinking I'm a lot better than what I am but it's just didn't support me in the vision that I had where I wanted to progress a lot quicker than being at one position for longer than a year. And that just might be me being unsettled and um, being bored and being one role for that long time. I don't, I don't know. Did, what, was your gut instinct to stick at that role for longer or, or was it to go to uni? No, my gut instinct was pretty much saying you need to have something that you're going to have more of a backbone and be able to say, well, actually I've got this and that I can go and find something else. Whereas with that job, I knew that I only really had the qualifications for that job. So I'm glad I went to union. Yeah. I was going to say spunked out a load of money on alcohol, but <laughs> I think every student does. I was going to say, it's not particularly unique. No. <laughs> um, so I think the, the actual life experience where, you know, I wasn't living at home or became more independent. I had to pay for my own bills. I had to um, pay for my own food and just survive and just learn how to be independent. And I think that's such a major life skill that a lot of people don't have um, because a lot more people are doing these apprenticeships nowadays um, where they are staying at home and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that you don't learn these life skills that you learn when you go to university and you live 
alone and not with your parents or guardians or you know relatives yeah you're learning different skills i think um you know uni is obviously much more academic but there's there's the academic side and then there's the practical uh, you know the life skills that you learn by living by yourself but then by doing an apprenticeship you're learning skills that are much more relevant to your job that to and to a career long term and you know you speak you speak to people who are in managers who are in their 40s who are in the position of having to hire people and they and you know speaking to these people they say that they much prefer to hire people straight out of school than they do grads like graduates and that's because the grad the you know they've made the decision not to go to uni and they actually want to focus on this as a career and they'll struggle at first because they're not used to working as independently as grads but after they get over that they just shoot up their development whereas the grads just kind of peters along a much more linear level so yeah like i find it you know it I, it's, it's at least a good thing that you chose like that you did the thing that your gut told you to do and that it wasn't your parents kind of twisting your arm to go to uni even though you wanted to stay in this role for a bit longer because that 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 would have been a real tragedy i think yeah, I think I've always gone like a, a good push, to say the least, mm. from my from my parents. Which it, don't we all? It made it made me who I am today. So I'm not going to complain about it. Um, yeah. But it also makes me question a lot of other things. If I was still at that job, would I be potentially with how things are? Would I be any higher up? again it's all very hypothetical it's all very much a fancy world where we just don't know we can't take back time and without being too morbid we we might see a flashback when we die of it and see another way (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting to think like what what would have if if okay let's let's take it back to like the that point where you leave that job i've it's an interesting thought experiment to think whether what would have happened if you'd taken a step down because you were at a very high level bear in mind so it would have been i think it would have been fairly easy for you having worked in that environment for a year and being one of the youngest ua for b coaches in the country i think you had a good opportunity to go to a different club it may not have been as local as you would have liked but you you would have had the opportunity to go to another team and maybe prove yourself a bit more there but then the question becomes, would you ever get back to that elite point that you were at in the first place? Well, it's, again, it's who you know than what you know. And my issue was that I didn't know anyone. And mm-hmm. how I got that role was extremely lucky, in my opinion. So uh-huh. um, it was not a way that I, I had the utmost confidence in my own abilities. But then again, I gained the confidence throughout that year and it could have turned out differently. Like you said, it could have gone down a level. Um, but I don't think I was there for long enough to be able to meet other people at different clubs and be able to find out um, this network of people that um, every single industry has. And it's very different in every single industry. So um, I think that's a very unique thing about work the working environment where i've worked in two 
two or th- well, let's say three industries, um, and they're all very different in the network's perspective, which is quite interesting. How so? Um, well, I don't really know how to describe it, to be honest. You put me on the spot. But if, if we were to sit down and I was, we, we were going to have a conversation over a beer, I reckon after however many pints I'll be able to explain it and maybe we'll be able to drill it into your head. But it's more of the fact that like in the, say, in the industry that I work with now, pretty much everyone knows everyone at the level that we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very similar in um, the football industry where I worked and it's very different in um, the fitness industry, I think. Fitness and leisure industry, I guess you can call it that. Mm. Yeah, like working in gyms and these yeah. big leisure centers and things. Yeah. So what, they just don't communicate between centers? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think the communication networking aspect is, is the same as it is in the industry that I'm in now and in the football industry. The football industry, um, you're very much in a close-knit group where you essentially work f- for the head coach or for the manager and where they go you pretty much follow so there's a clear hierarchy yeah whereas in the industry i work in now everyone's just a bit of a slag if you know someone somewhere else you'll go and work there if you know somewhere else somewhere else you'll go there and it, it's not very long lived people just move about quite a lot so yeah, uh, yeah it's that... more commonly accepted that people move between jobs whereas in football it's expected that you'll align yourself with this person and they're the way that they do things and then wherever they go you'll follow them to a different job so uh, i guess if we use the example of pep guardiola he'll have his assistants that he'll bring with him to a club and then when he moves to a club those assistants will come with him whereas in the corporate world it's every man for himself that's it yeah yeah Yeah. perfect you see wasn't that hard well didn't even need to have a beer that was my excuse (laughs) (laughs) i will find excuses to get drunk don't you worry (laughs) we do need to do a drunk well actually do we need to do a drunk pod i feel like that's a bit of a risk yes (laughs) a stupid question (laughs) oh god have you got any other jobs that you wish you stuck out for longer um I don't think so. I think overall, I'm pretty happy with everything else that I've done. I think I've left everything at a good point. Like, I, I may, no, no. In terms of work, not really. I'm pretty happy with all the things that I've tried so far. Like, I'm still, like, in, in the role that I'm in right now, I'm still trying to figure out where I can take it and progress up from there. Or it may be a case of moving laterally across to something else and starting mm. up. Because I'm, I'm 22. Like, I've got time. <laughs> like, if mm-hmm. you're in your 20s, you have time to figure shit out. And I think that's, that, that, that's a big thing. Like, everyone thinks once you graduate, you have to find a job and you have to stick to this career pretty much forever. And it's like, that's not really the case. You can shift laterally between things all the time. Yeah, as long as you can prove you've got transferable skills, I think it's... Exactly, yeah. And as long as you can actually make money. Yeah, yeah. And I think, of course, the further up you go, the 
as you said, in every single industry, there's more competition for it, so it gets more difficult. Um, but what if you've got a job straight out of uni, you're not going to be very high up the ladder, no matter what you do. So exactly, um, yeah, and you've got to, to go. prove yourself a lot more. And that 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 doesn't necessarily mean sticking in one job for a long period of time, but it means that you should be looking to progress up very quickly, especially in the beginning of your career. And then as, as you know, time goes by, you'll stick at something for a bit longer and then you may say, okay, I want to do something a bit different. And then you go and do something a bit different or whatever. Mm. So, you know, try shit out, learn, acquire skills, acquire important skills that people want and see where you end up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A very good summary of it, I think. Yeah. So on that, um, James should become a careers counsellor. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to close this off because I'm I'm not sure what to say after that. Very. Yeah, I mean, you don't have any other regrets. Uh, regrets. Not regrets. I wouldn't call them not regrets, regrets, but like things you you would like to have stuck at. Um, no, I think I've only had a handful very serious jobs so everything else has just been a something to do in the summer or something to pay the bills it was never something that i was going to stick at so no all everything else is temporary um and all like part-time work in like a leisure center where you're like mm, I don't yeah know. I could, I, i'm like you i'm not much older than you so i couldn't really say that i've had that, that many serious jobs where i went in and wished uh, i stuck out for longer so no so far i think it'll be interesting to revisit this in a couple of years and see what 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 mm. we're talking about now and then see how we think in five years time yeah I f it will be completely different because we would have been i mean hopefully working for five years <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah it's it, it's so so weird to think that I mean, I personally have been working since I was 17. I don't know about you, but it, because of course I haven't been working full time since I was 17. It doesn't feel like I've been working for so long and I'm sure in five years time, well, we'll have gray hairs, hopefully not, but <laughs> if we do, we'll look back at it and be like, geez, we're so young. We didn't know this and that. And we learned whatever, or we didn't learn. I was very smart back then. I don't know what we're going to think, but yeah, it'll be a good it'll be a good thing to look back and and um, review it. Yeah, definitely. And on that point, as Dan's about to say earlier, um, I think we'll end it here. Thank you very much for listening or watching. If you get to this point, like, share, whatever the fuck. Subscribe. That's the word, James. Share it. Comment it. <laughs> Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts and whatever. <laughs> and yeah, we'll see you again next time. Cheers.